0: You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is a Buy American History podcast where each week I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to my friend,
1: Uh, Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. So you did Buy American because you feel a divide in this country. Are you sort of, is that your way of sort of... Are you sending out a signal to people, Dave?
0: I want, yeah, I want people to come together. I think we need more love. I agree. Yep. And we are starting a new group called Hugs Across America. Mm-hmm. And Hugs and I, drugs. Hugs and drugs across America. And our our, our idea is that you, you, you we're going to start a big line and everyone's going to hug someone else and it's going to go all the way around America. And at the same time, People are going to pass whatever drugs they have. And yep. when the when the hugs get all the way to the ocean, uh, the beach in California, Gareth and I will be there to hug the final person and then take all of the drugs.
1: Yep. Yep. That'll be the end of it.
0: It's, that's it's the whole a weird, idea.
1: It's a weird charity. It's a charity, yeah. by the way.
0: It's a charity. Uh, yeah, it's a 501C, I think.
1: Um. I should probably tell my little story I want to tell you after the ads.
0: Okay, well then let's right. do the ads. Or no, we're going to do the great. music. We'll do the music oh, right. to, and then you'll tell your story after the ads. That's right. Okay. Great. Or you can tell your story before the ads. Okay, great. Okay. Music great. now and called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad?
1: I'm the fucking hippo
0: guy! Dave okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> my name's Gary. Wait, is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickly Podcast. Okay. <laughs> this is like anarchy!
1: On a five-part confession.
0: My <laughs> Five on, is Now hit
1: him with the puppy. <laughs> you both present sick arguments.
0: <laughs> no sleep-tell <no> hippo! <laughs>
1: that's sleep-tell no hippo! H-
0: Actually, part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. <laughs> no. <laughs> no!
1: Wow, that was so good. Yeah, it really was. What a jam. So uh, my mother was, I'll make this quick, my mother was watching this quiz show, and she said uh, this clue came up about this guy named Frank, last name begins with an L, I can't remember, and she's like, and essentially what he did is, at an Olympic event, he, his manager, like he got in his manager's car, and his manager like drove him half of the race, and he won the gold, and then, like two days later, they took the gold away from him because people were like, "Hey, that guy was actually in a car for a lot of the race." <laughs> and I go, uh, "I go, oh wow!" I go, "That's amazing!" I go, "What's his name?" And I Google him, and it's you know there, and I, I Bing him. Sorry, I, Bing, I don't use Google, I Bing. And uh, and I go, "Oh yeah, okay, all right." And then I and then I'm doing a little more research. And then I see it says 1904 Olympics the one uh-huh. that took place in, the wildest Olympic Games ever. And I go, oh, okay, great. And I go, is there any books on it? I order a book. And then as I'm talking to my mother, I'm going, you know, this <laughs> this sounds really familiar. <laughs> and she goes, does it? And I go, hold on. And then I <laughs> bing the dollop and uh, 1904 Olympics. And sure <laughs> enough, it's the Rory Scovel episode. <laughs> but the best part, and unfortunately, this maybe I'll post this picture, but um, – uh-huh. The book I ordered, Dave, is totally for a child. <laughs> it is a book, and it even says, where does it say? It says on here somewhere, like, the age range is offensive for me. I mean, it's on simonandschuster.com slash kids is where you buy it. Should have been a flag. Oh, my God. But, uh, I, should,
0: I should be reading kids' history books to you.
1: I mean, uh, well, I will say, when it got here, I was like, "Well, I'm glad I didn't invest too much in this," you know. And then this big like encyclopedia from the event. Whoa! What just happened to you? It turned on a light. It's got so bright. It's a anyway, light. I thought that was pretty funny. The book That's showed amazing. up, though, and I was like, "Oh, this is for a six year old child. Great, good, good work." That's Gareth. really amazing, all around. Really good, Gareth. An episode you've already done. You ordered the book for toddlers. <laughs> the learning to read book.
0: Um, what's an enjoyable story? Thank you. A little, a little fun. I mean, Uh -uh. I think a lot of people are probably concerned about you, but yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, my mother didn't find that to be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) February 14th,
0: 1888. What? Wait,
1: that's so weird because it's like Valentine's Day and eight's kind of like a heart. It's like... Oh my god. I am already loving this one, Dave. It's a Valentine's special. Hold on. Let me before you jump in, let me just say to everyone, if you are listening with a loved one, grab their hand because this is the this is the very special dollop Valentine's episode.
0: Peter Christian Berry was born in Edinburgh, Scotland. So we have a Scottish okay. accent, gentlemen. Oh, uh, crikey. Uh, what are the bloody odds of this? His father Six. was a, a butcher. That's right. Uh, not much is known about his childhood. In 1914, at the age of 26, he emigrated to wow. Australia. we cut so, straight, don't through, it. Cut don't straight through it. 26. Cut straight through it. There's too much going on in the rest of the story. Oh,
1: is but we know st- there is stuff known before 26. It's Not, not really. Just like
0: he, uh, he wrote about <laughs> it, but no one believes what he said. <laughs>
1: what a great what a great preview okay all right yeah, twenty six yeah. he goes to australia he was like you are like like a mad boy we're shipping you off to the penal colony country <laughs> Go, get on the
0: ship you're off he was like i worked at a i worked at a uh i studied at a veterinary place, and everyone's like, no you didn't, so it's that kind of stuff okay all right uh, um so he goes to australia now, that year he went, as soon as he got there, he enlisted in the 6th Light Horse Regiment, and he told them that he was a veterinary dentist and had worked for three years caring for horses in the Royal Fleet Auxiliary in, uh, in the UK, but he, he didn't. That's not something he so
1: did. So we have a Scottish lying horse dentist. That's correct. Ideal specifically in the teeth of the equine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no i can't The people human's teeth are far too bloody tiny i can't get in there the horse teeth are big the chompers simple
0: uh, author david ashworth uh is where most of this comes from um quote just under five eleven inches tall 166 pounds with a with a dark red cheeks hazel eyes and black hair his cheeks sound bruised. Yeah, the cheeks, uh, the cheeks, kind of. What do you
1: think of my lovely natural rouge? <laughs> <laughs> Looks just like he's been hit with a tack hammer in the sides of his face.
0: <laughs> Look at that, hey! Eh? I'm dead sexy, hey! Eh? Look at that, hey! Eh? Lovely. Uh, Peter was sent to Gallipoli to fight. Sure. Obviously, that did not go well uh, for the Australians. Peter said his right arm was seriously wounded after fighting. Uh, uh, it's like 4 months and then he was discharged but he was actually there for 2 months and he got a uh, septic foot
1: so he said he fought 4 months and got discharged he actually served 2 months because his foot got all gross yeah he had what they he had what we call gross foot in the medical <laughs> business he had what we call yuck heel. <laughs> he, got,
0: he uh he healed up on a hospital ship for a month and then he was sent back to the front but he was only back there for a day, because wow. then he got terrible, terrible diarrhea, and he was sent to England <laughs> on a hospital Christ, ship. Christ, <laughs>
1: I'll tell you what—I'm shitting so much, I might need to go back to the UK. <laughs> oh, I've got the shit so bad, I've got to go home. I know it's all right, but it's—they it's, know how to handle the shit there. No, nah, they've never seen Scottish diarrhea. It's absolutely—it's <laughs> like a bloody fire hose. Oh, Christ Almighty! <laughs> Shit, I thought my fucking foot hurt. Oh, Christ. God, Almighty! Oh I'll tell you what, why don't you just have me bite the back of the vessel and then I'll just diarrhea across the bloody ocean back home. Be like a rocket booster. Oh, golly. I'm hollow. I've got nothing left to give. I just crapped out a piece of paper that said, I owe you feces. <laughs>
0: So he's in a hospital in uh, in England for a bit, and on he's let out on September fourteenth, and then he went and worked at the uh, Australian Army headquarters in Westminster as a driver for a little bit, and then in March the medical board discharged Peter from the army due to a shortness of breath.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. I can't breathe. I mean, yeah. Well, well, I can't believe he was hanging. Like it's. I mean, his. They really, they really want you back out there on the front lines.
0: They're really willing to repair you. He, he really seems like he did not want to be in the army.
1: <laughs> yeah, so a lot of that is just kind of inflated stuff. You think, or you all, think he all was... that,
0: all that stuff is real? He told other okay. stories. He was like, I got hurt in the arm, blah blah. blah. But that's right. all the true part.
1: Right. Okay. Right. But his stories were different. His I was stories... giving other men diarrhea, so they, yeah. I have came up with a spell.
0: I didn't use anything that he said. I used what other people knew. Okay. He got into crime. He served two months for stealing a wallet. And then he met and married Florence Ebba Vince. She was 23. He's about 29, I think. And they moved into the Queen's Hotel in Leicester Square. And then I started buying horses. And pretty soon had eight horses stabled at the Epson Racing Yard.
1: Wow. That's a lot. That's a yeah, lot of
0: horses. It is a lot of horses. Now, Britain at this time, it's post-World War I. They're flush. Uh, crowds are packing into racetracks and going to other gambling places. Okay. Now, ringing. Ring, a ringer, when you ring, it's when you take two horses, one slow and one fast and you enter the slow horse in a race, and then it doesn't do that well, and then you change the appearance of a fast horse to look like the slow horse, and you put him in another race as what everyone thinks is a slow horse, right. and then that horse well, that's, wins.
1: That's the ringer. Low expectation <clears throat> horse, right? Yes. Okay, so you create a loser only to hide your winner.
0: Right, you create a loser that will have really long odds, and then that okay, horse wins, that and you make a, of a lot of money. Right. Uh, so you clean up. Now, the jockey club is a body that oversaw horse racing. right They're A there. tiny
1: body, but still.
0: Yes. A tiny, large body. It's a it's a large group of tiny bodies.
1: Right. Yep.
0: Uh, so doping horses was actually not illegal until 1903. Up until then, you could oh, just good. dope away. Dope. Sure. Great. And then even after 1903, they made it illegal, but there was no one to enforce the rule.
1: Good. Right. Very... <laughs> So it's similar to how we are handling the Paris Climate Accord.
0: That's correct. And then up until 1913, horses raced without names. So you could oh, really...
1: What was the commentator's <laughs> job? And the big black one, he's out in front, and then there's another brown one behind him. He's a little more brown, and the one who's a little less brown than that one's going up in front of him right now. But there's a black one behind him who's not as black as the one who was in front, but he's still a black horse, and he's moving closer. We got a white horse with a couple dots on it behind him. He's go behind go the one that's brown, but not as brown. Go
0: white, go We're not white as brown as that one. Spots. The white horse
1: is still behind with the spots, but the brown one who's not as brown as the other black. one, but still brown, he's one of the three yes. brown ones. He's moving up a little closer. One of the yeah, black horses is coming brown. in of the behind. The white horse is making a move. The white horse spot making a move behind the brown horse. Now he's near the brown horse It's not as brown as the other brown horse near the first black horse. Now he's taking the lead. White horse with spots are going to take it away from the black horse. White horse with spots.
0: Uh, uh, hey, I want to collect my winnings. I am 20% certain my horse won.
1: And we have no real way of figuring right. that out. Here is your money. Thank you. Yes, that's how this works. By the way, we're shutting. Yeah, well,
0: uh, I th- we here's my. Closing. I we were talking. I was talking to my friend Frank over here. Frank has a name, and that's so I don't call him "Hey, white guy." So I was thinking, name that's the horses. A great
1: idea.
0: Yeah, what's your name?
1: Frank. We'll just name them all Frank. No, no. And we got Frank going <laughs> ahead now. He's got Frank there. Frank's another one, and there's another Frank behind him. Third Frank, who nobody saw coming. Fourth Frank. Frank's in the lead. Frank's moving it.
0: <laughs> so uh, that's how that works. Uh, up until 1920, owners could use aliases. So you could be like, I would like to race my horse. My name is uh, Frank Frank. And they would be right. like, yeah, cool. <laughs> All
1: right, so, Frank Frank, there's no rules. So, we, so there's, there's no rules. <laughs> and you're, you could be named whatever you want to be named. <laughs>
0: I just love that there's no rules and people are betting on it. It's just like... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sounds sounds tough. So in 1918, Peter Barry met Gilbert Marsh, who was a con man. And Peter bought a horse from him for $400. But then when Marsh tried to uh, cash the check, the check bounced. And he tried to get the horse back, but the horse was already on a ship headed for Ireland. So Marsh confronts Peter, and then Peter says, "Look, I bought that horse for a client. So that check, that client screwed both of us. Mm. And they so where's the client?'" He said, "Oh, the client got killed uh, when a German submarine sunk his ship in the Irish Channel." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. And he was like, "Well, well, as long as we both got screwed by this guy <laughs> who's dead from a German sub."
0: So this. So this. However it happened Maybe Marsh thought that was an amazing lie Because they started working together
1: Okay
0: Now Peter had a three-year-old filly Named Mexican Bell And a two-year-old horse That had never raced Okay So he, the two-year-old was then entered in two races Two days apart And Peter dyed Mexican Bell From bay to brown Bay is like a reddish color From bay to sure. brown And When he was done, Mexican Bell looked exactly like the two-year-old. Okay. Uh, And it had to look like the two-year-old because Mexican Bell's ex-trainer was going to be at the track watching the race. Right. Okay. So usually (laughs) usually you had two horses because you would run the slower horse in the first race and then the quicker one in the second. So
1: is everybody just playing the ringer game?
0: I don't think everybody is, but it seems like a lot of people could be, yeah. Okay. I, I think that the main thing here is, is making the horse look like the other one, which is actually where the artistry and skill comes in. Uh, so in many ways, this is
1: a makeover competition.
0: Yes, very much so. Okay. All right. Uh, so usually you'd use the two horses, the slow one and the fast one. But Peter wasn't really sure about the two-year-old. Like, it had never run. Maybe it'll run too well. So instead, he ran Mexican Bell in the first race and just doped her with a lot of them.
1: so th- uh, ugh.
0: to slow Some her down.
1: Horses. Right? Yeah. So the horse is like, whoa, fuck, that's uh, good now. Barely uh, make it now. That's a good pony. Barely make it now."
0: <laughs> sure enough, she finished last. And then right. Peter gave, uh, for the second race, gave Mexican Bell cocaine with a syringe 30 minutes before the race.
1: Wait, is Mexican Bell the one he ran in the that's the one he ran in the first race too.
0: Yeah. For some reason he so didn't he's trust going... he didn't trust the bad horse and so he doped
1: so he's Uppers and Downs. Like balushiing the horse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right.
0: Uh, okay. Now Marsh's job was to make the bets, but Peter wasn't as experienced as giving horses cocaine as he was at giving them a lot of them.
1: Come on, snort it. Take a lump. Take a bump. Have a baby bump. Come on. It'll be great. You'll have able to have more whiskey after the event. He's the Scottish one, right?
0: Yeah. So okay, he, ga- cool. he, gave, <laughs> he, gave, he gave Mexican Bell too much cocaine. So she's chewing her oh, gums. No. She's, she's chewing on the reins.
1: I, uh, you know, one time when I was a, a, a little baby horse. When I came out and my legs were all wobbly, I was a little baby horse.
0: <laughs> Do we have any Lawnham for this? I, have a lot of, I had Lawnham earlier, but when I was a baby horse and I was running around. Um, so she she chews her reins so much that at the start of the race, Mexican Bell breaks out of the reins. And she oh runs completely out of, out of control, comes in last, and then has to be chased down, uh, which... Geez. And the guy who chased her down actually turned out to be her ex-trainer who didn't recognize her. And uh, they lost all their money, but Peter was still proud that the trainer didn't recognize her. So, win, lose.
1: Look, we've got to find our small little baby victories inside of this. And we dyed the horse mm-hmm. properly right before the horse died. Yeah. From a drug overdose. Right. Downers and uppers. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, it's not great. So. No, no, but it, it is also great in a way. So, and the good news is, I finally have learned how to properly cocaine a horse.
0: I've lost so. all me fucking money. Well, look, it's, can I can't be the one
1: who's you know responsible. Look, Mexican Bell's the enemy in all this. She that, fucked
0: us. You gave her nineteen so, pounds of cocaine. Nineteen fucking well, pounds.
1: She kept snorting the bloody stuff. What was I to do? I don't know how to tell fucking a horse. Take head out. She's a fucking horse. Well, the mistake I did was prop it in all the feedback. That was the foolish move. Just giving her feedback full of Yale. Christ almighty, I don't know what I was expecting. But again, I do not I do not feel like the bad guy here. I feel like, you know, only one of us has a, prepared, a pretend background in equine dentistry. So let's have some respect for the fake <laughs> doctor amongst us.
0: Yeah, all right. Thank you. Uh, so Peter immediately sets up his next score using an alias for himself. He enters a horse named Coat of Mail in Stockton in a race for two-year-olds. For <laughs> it's a, a toddler for, event. <laughs> two-year-olds who have never run a, won a race, so it's like okay. not that good horses. Right. So Coat of Mail is a terrible, uh, and the guy and finishes terribly, and then a guy named. Walter Hopkins buys the horse right after the race. So Hopkins turns out to be working with Peter and he's already bought a horse named Jazz for $800 and Peter isn't even at the race. He has picked up Jazz and he has her in a train car or him, has him in a train car. And as the train is, you know, going up towards Stockton, he's painting the horse in the train, in the boxcar. I, I mean, so now jazz looks like I like, like the- to
1: picture him like how like when Bugs Bunny would paint, he <laughs> just gets a beret and the little like palette with the brush, you know, he's doing it like that. He's just in character. <laughs> OK, so he yeah, sure. Sir. <laughs> I mean, and how quickly, David, does paint dry upon a horse's flesh?
0: It's, it's, I mean, it, uh, they use different things. They use henna and dye, and, like, it's a process. Like, it takes a while to do it, seems like. It, I, I would imagine yeah. to
1: paint a horse is an undertaking.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, so he gets there. As usual, Mar- Marsh does the betting, and they're due to win 40K, if this all works out with the, with the odds and everything. They should win 40K. Okay. And Kotomel wins. But Marshall had not just bet. He owed uh, a lot of bookies, so he told all the bookies about The Ringer, and pretty soon everyone knew. Peter said it became such an open secret that, quote, whenever I walked down Coventry Street, I was certain to meet a half dozen people who would pull me up finger my jacket and say, that's a nice coat of mail you've got on, but you've had it dyed? That, that's the kind of lying so- that he does. <laughs> That's why I didn't You know you know you're I mean
1: he's horse famous. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to achieve horse notoriety. And that's amazing. To, yeah, the overt nature.
0: It's such a clear lie and it's so funny that he he like no one knows who he is but in in his lie right. like everyone knows him as the horse guy even though no one knows right. he owns the horse like it's Hey, just, there's
1: that uh, Scottish horse liar. <laughs>
0: So anyway, what happens is is all these people bet on the horse, the odds plummet. And oh, instead of geez, instead of winning crazy. forty thousand
1: hose the pony, hose get the hose on her. We're going <laughs> it'll be she's not gonna oh, bloody hell. I'm trying to think of the plan now.
0: They end up winning 167 pounds.
1: <laughs> that's not enough to cover the bloody paint.
0: <laughs> Peter bought a fur coat, uh and cashless check with the guy who sold him <laughs> sold the fur coat. Oh, my God. So, but what happened was, because of all the suspicious betting, the jockey club starts looking into it. And Peter just keeps going. He starts another another horse con. And he keeps winning races. And he keeps running the ringer scam. Peter and Hopkins also made money selling shitty horses to racers in India. So... So coat of mail is the name of the is the name of the shitty horse, so now people right. think the shitty horse won, so he made the shitty horses valuable,
1: and oh, then he would sell right. them, but
0: he'd sell them to people in India where there's racing going on because that's so far away that it's not going to get him in a yeah. lot of shit.
1: yeah, that's like yeah, you're shipping lemon horses
0: so and the people there wouldn't find out the horse was bad until they. Got to India yeah, until so they were.
1: Yeah, until they were like, well, what are we gonna do? We're gonna go to Australia and find this English, the Scottish lunatic.
0: So Peter's possibly the best horse painter in the world. Well, what a what? So his. I mean, is that? It's a skill. Give the man, <laughs>
1: give the artist <laughs> no. his due. You know, I used to want to be a pretend dentist, but <laughs> now I've realized my bloody colon is actually painting ponies. I'm a pony painter.
0: So, his fingernails are almost completely gone from all the bleach and ammonia he rubbed into horse hides. Oh
1: my god! Well, that's, think about their hides.
0: That's to make white spots. Oh my god! So he's just—I mean, it, you know what? Can I just at
1: least say this? It's mm-hmm. nice that he's also damaging his flesh. Yeah, it's not like he's like you know got a sponge. He's just putting his. Raw paw and buckets of ammonia. Bloody hell, that burns. Christ almighty. He's, Woo! A,
0: he's an artist. He's not going to use a sponge.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How dare
0: I? He used silver nitrate to color the noses and henna uh, for the hair. He used a rubber stamp for dappled white spots. This is insane. He He removed tail hairs and he changed manes. Since these were three year olds running as two year olds, he had to deal with the teeth and he used a knife and drill on the teeth. Ah, <sighs> he he said these were all skill, the, the teeth skills he had learned in the army. Sure.
1: Right. When he was shitting. So, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like he it, pretty I mean, this, like he should have. It sounds like you could have a makeover show, like a horse renovation oh, yeah. show. Oh, yeah. He could have a show on HG. He could have horse and garden television. That's right. Be like, welcome to Flip This Pony. Today we've got a five-year-old stallion, but we're going to turn it into a one-year-old pony. <laughs> it's not going to be easy. Well, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to knock out a few of these bloody teeth. Then you want to get your hand in the bucket of bleach. Really dip your hand in there. As you can see from my hands, they look like angel wings without fingernails.
0: Uh last night I watched five consecutive shows about turning uh shipment containers into houses. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's there are some moves like
1: that right now where I'm like, uh yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> have you filter. seen have you seen the house that like flips into uh it, like, builds itself in 10 minutes. It's the craziest. I don't techni- think that's li- real.
0: Is this a children's book story?
1: Yeah, it's in my book about the Olympics. <laughs>
0: uh, okay, I'll have to look that up. house that builds yeah. itself.
1: Yep, build house self. Yep, you'll find it. Bingo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the big problem with this is... Tons of people betting on unknown horses. All of a sudden, all these people are betting on this horse, and that will always raise suspicion. So that's always drawing the attention of the jockey club. And on June 5th, 1920, Peter was arrested and charged with getting a check for 167 pounds under false pretenses. So they figured out how he was from that that race, and they've arrested him. Hopkins is also arrested. Now, Peter gets out on bail, and then he gets arrested again, uh, a month later, this time for conspiracy, uh, and this is on, based on another horse race. So he he should give himself like the horse treatment. He should like change absolutely. his skin
1: tone a little bit, fix his teeth.
0: Yeah, hundred you know, percent
1: eye patch or something. He's so, if he's so skilled, paint yourself.
0: Yeah, uh, four other people were arrested. Okay, Marsh was not arrested. So interesting. Peter would later say, quote, I could tell for I know very nearly the amount of money that Marsh paid to keep out of the boob.
1: Well, a C- couple of things. There's here. a lot. Uh, yeah. I, do you want the, to start? How do you know more than I? Do I even need to ask my questions? Do you just want to ask them and answer them?
0: Well, who wants to stay out of the boob?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess out of the boob. <laughs> it's not like, oh, man, I got in her boob. What? I was in her boob. So maybe it's not something you want. But so the slammer's the boob.
0: Yeah, slammer's the boob. Okay. And so he he uh, he bribed a cop. That's what Marsh did. He bribed a cop.
1: Okay, so they were coming for him. He gave a cop money and then he stayed out of the boob. Yeah. That busted. He's not anywhere near inside the boob. <laughs> so Peter. Uh, Get in the boob, you bastard! <laughs> Peter. You're just as bad as we are. <laughs> and we're locked in this booby. <laughs>
0: Uh, Peter, Peter pleaded guilty. Uh, the everyone else, the other five, went to trial. So, because he had pleaded guilty, they all blamed him and said that he had duped them.
1: Uh, and
0: yeah. on the Hopkins on the stand, Hopkins said it was quote a disgraceful fraud to run a three year old as a two year old. So all these guys are like, I can't believe he did this.
1: Well, I've uh, in all my years, I've never been so disgusted with the that behavior of someone. It's repulsive. And does anyone actually know how to get ammonia off of flesh? I'm covered in it. Aloe, governor, I do. Oh, aloe, that's a good idea. He suggests we put aloe on it. (laughs) Called us governors, he did. Yes, hand me some of that aloe. Oh, aloe, governor, that's lovely on it. Really does do everything. Quite a miracle liquid, isn't it?
0: Um, Hopkins was found guilty. He got 15 months. The only guy of the five who was innocent was found guilty and got 15 months because the judge refused to believe anybody could be that stupid and thought he had to have been a part of (laughs) that.
1: Wow, really? (laughs) I mean, you're like, exactly. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Yep. Uh, Peter ended up getting three years. The Times wrote, quote, It is part of the national honor of England that one of the greatest of her sports should be conducted with clean hands. Now, it's the fucking dirtiest sport in England. I mean, we already went right. through earlier all of the shit that was going on. <laughs> yeah, the sport with, with the, nobody has a name. That one. The <laughs> one where you literally get to just go there and
1: create a character for yourself. <laughs> it's hard to believe that that wasn't on the up and up. <laughs> Uh, All right, I'm going to go to the track. And who are you going to be? I'm going to be a Catholic gymnast.
0: I mean, at this point, the jockey club is is accepting horses that uh, there's barely any proof they're real. I mean, it's still just, you know.
1: This, this is just two guys in a horse costume. <laughs> they'll race. Once we coke them up enough, they'll race.
0: So Peter did his time in Dartmoor Prison, and... He got out. uh, His wife had a baby five months after he got out. And now, I don't know if you're a big math guy.
1: You love numbers.
0: Yeah. I'm the human calculator. So that doesn't work as far Uh as him putting the baby stuff in the baby making. Well,
1: uh, it depends. How (laughs) slow is his jizz?
0: (laughs) It's pretty slow.
1: Yeah. Maybe he's got, maybe, but maybe, no, maybe Dave. Maybe he painted some of his semen to look like other... I'll get there. I'll get there. Yep.
0: Yep. Uh, so on the birth certificate, the father's name was just a dash. Uh-huh. That's uh, right. <laughs> dash. Not I dad. Did, dash. At this point, for some reason, uh, the wife drops out of the story. She's not around anymore.
1: Interesting. Seemed like yeah. everything was going pretty well at home.
0: Peter then got one oh, of Oh, those- wait.
1: She probably invented a spice. And this is the story of Mrs. Dash. Go ahead. That's
0: right. Peter obviously. uh, Peter then got one of the most popular writers of the day, Edgar Wallace, to ghostwrite his confessions. So he's out of prison. He's like, I need a way to make money. I can sell my story. Right. Wallace was a huge horse racing guy, uh, but a friend said, "quote He thought he knew everything about racing. I never met a man who knew less." So Wallace (laughs) bet. He lost. He always lost. That was his thing.
1: Uh, In the time when you're not even really betting in many ways, he can't win. Okay.
0: So Peter set up a horse race tip business, and Wallace ended up taking it over. I don't know how that happened, but I assume he sold Wallace the business. Yeah, a
1: stupid business. Yeah. It
0: didn't last long. horse tip
1: line? Yeah, it's like.
0: What? Well, it's Wallace, so he's literally giving the worst tips to everybody. So it folds within oh, six months. Oh, he gives
1: the tips.
0: Yeah, the guy. No, you're. Oh, I thought you were time... saying people
1: are calling in like it's crime tips. <laughs> he's, he's advising. <laughs> people like, ah, that people like that four year old pony's actually two. Don't ask who told
0: you. <laughs> no, he people call him up for horse for racing tips, betting tips, oh. and he and he gives them. So Wallace takes over. He's terrible. The business folds. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> it's a, a key component in your horse tip business is having accurate information and insight into what horses will do.
0: It helps. Now, the reason he was able to open a tip business in the first place was because Peter had his confessions printed in John Bull magazine.
1: Quote, in what magazine?
0: F- John Bull magazine. Sure. I think John Bull's yeah. like their, uh, their uh, uh, what's our guy's name? John Deere. No, like our Uncle Sam type guy. I think that... Isn't that oh. Jumbo? I, I think it know. is. I guess so. This is the headline. Quote, for the first time in turf history, the vial which has hidden the modern methods of rascality practiced by the unscrupulous underworld of the turf is torn aside. Wow. How long do you think they spent on that sentence? Hours?
1: I, I mean, it's hard to tell. Or if like, it was said the first time and he's like, that's perfect. It's catchy <laughs> and it makes perfect sense. It's as coherent as a headline could possibly be. Get it in the paper and get it in the paper fast.
0: <laughs> so Peter, t- uh, Peter promises to tell all of the racetrack cons he had been a part of, and it's a 15-article uh, series. Okay. After Peter declares, quote, with me, ringing is a thing of the past. My mind is made up never again. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But he, <laughs> But he has and no that- skills. I mean, it's not like he can get into circus horse painting. Like, it's... Sure, there's, right. There's no right. job. Yeah, he's Horst Casso. Um, he did, uh, and then there's a depression happening also, so he has a record on top of that. So he's just unemployable. Bad, yeah. So he decides to leave the country, and he takes a ship to Canada. He, on the ship, he dressed up like a priest and was so convincing, the captain asked him to preach the ship's sermon on a Sunday. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God, is there a better... Uh, Brothers and sisters, take hand in hand and and maybe also put your hands together. Maybe don't hold hands. That was a strange thing for me to say. I've done this many times before. Ah, the Lord hath seen over this lovely vessel for quite a time, and I think it's uh, about time we paid uh, the piper, as it were, and let the Lord know how great we think he is, and he is male. Heads down, please. Oh, sweet father, you are so great. Some of the waters were rough, but for the most part you didn't make the you didn't anger the sea on our behalf and we can't tell you how much we appreciate it. You are so good based on the Bible, a book that is filled with stories about your brothers and potentially your sister, maybe not, but might be. Probably gets into your mum a bit as well. Your dad was able to get your mum pregnant without I... actually putting it inside her. And that's yeah, actually I... I don't, quite magical. I don't... I don't think you're all right. I don't yeah, think you're... and the idea of being able to have a child far after ejaculate or not ejaculate right. is that something right. That's too foreign hey, to me?
0: Right. Hey, wrap it up. Wrap I, it up. That's I had it. A That's wife. It.
1: My my wife got pregnant when I was in the the boob for three years. I came out and she had a five month old. Why? And I tell you, the Lord works in mysterious ways. You're a priest. Like, he, right, oh, yeah, of course I am. Yeah, I am. And I'm a horse dentist, but I'm mainly a priest, right? <laughs> and when I say wife, I don't mean wife. What I mean is life. And by boob, I mean boob. And by baby, I mean Jesus. So the story I've just told you is actually one about Mary and Jonathan and the baby Jesus.
0: It's not. It's not right. at all. It's not it. It's the same, yeah. So It's not. It's not yeah, at I'm all. Saying,
1: I'm saying that he's looking over us and it makes total sense. You're let, Let's not sing what a hymn. Let, let's all have a quick hymn, eh? He is great, he's our <laughs> Lord, and he's up there for sure. He is great, he's our Lord, and he's up there for sure. He's doing things in mysterious ways. We don't know, but he rests one of those days. He's the <laughs> Lord. All right. Thank you, everybody. I'll be in the uh, poop deck. Thank you.
0: You're fucking shit, but great, end huh? that? He really went shy, out big.
1: It? Yeah, I'm him. I'm just as another guy complimenting myself.
0: <laughs> uh, so he, he arrives in Canada in 1923, and then he just immediately pays a bribe to get across the border, and he made his way to New York City. Okay. Now, there he got a job working as a horse groom, with a top horse... A horse horse. groom?
1: I do. (laughs) top horse... And I do again. (laughs) Gives them a great feeling when they feel like they're married.
0: Uh, So he's working for a a top horse owner on the East Coast, Sam Hildreth. Okay. And after a bit, he became Hildreth's chauffeur. 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 I'll take Uh, it. Ari Ari Chauffeur. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He became Hildreth's chauffeur, and Peter soon came to know... A group known as the Purple Gang, who were these violent bootleggers out of Detroit. Okay. So again, like we said, doping horses very common. And tracks, he's falling
1: in with a good crowd. It sounds like he's really that's right. he is turning over a new leaf. That's right. Right.
0: Um, the tracks basically condone the doping. Peter quote: "The sixth or seventh events in almost any track are known as drugstore races."
1: It's sort of how, like, SNL puts on the weirder sketches late.
0: <laughs> so the, pe- the Purple Gang asked Peter to find out what drugs Hildreth used on his horses. So they're just assuming everyone drugs, because they do. Right. So Peter, <laughs> right. Peter took three of the bottles that were used to drug the horses out of the, gloves, uh, the car's glove compartment, and they had it analyzed, and it was heroin and cocaine.
1: I just cannot believe it's just crazy.
0: They're what, just
1: the piñataing these horses full of these drugs.
0: I've never. Why would you? I I've never understood why you would do a heroin cocaine at the same time.
1: Well, I think a, a speedball's a mix, and I mean, I, yeah, shit, it I don't is. Know. It's supposed to be great, but I mean, <laughs> it sounds sounds like there's a tremendous downside. <laughs> I'm sure at first you're like, oh, okay, yeah, um, but. Yeah, I, I mean, the hair, I get, it's just, it's super fucked up is what it is. I mean, yeah. it's just obviously crazy. Uh,
0: so Peter would tell the Purple Gang which of Hilda's horses to <laughs> I bet can't on. Believe,
1: I can't believe the Purple, I mean, at some point I do have to mention it is a very bizarre name. <laughs>
0: yeah, I should have looked just, I
1: thought I'd hear it once and I'd be like, eh, I could leave it. But now <laughs> it's like, oh, the Purple Gang's a big player in here. I'm, dude, I'm just picturing like the Wiggles. <laughs>
0: Uh, so he would tell the Purple Gang which of Hildreth's horses to bet on because he knew all the scams they were doing. He was helping with the scams. I mean, there was right. stuff like okay. they're using electric buzzers and just all all kinds of nonsense. So
1: Sure. Yeah, let him know you're going to coke him up, heroin, <laughs> him, <laughs> give him the
0: inside track. In 1926, he and Hildreth ha- had a parting of the ways. So Peter's on his own and he ran a scam in Canada and was arrested. But instead of going to court, he changed his name to Patrick Christie and moved to Chicago.
1: Sure, <laughs> the, Dave. They always say, would you, do you plead innocent, guilty, not guilty, no contest, or would you like to change your name to Patrick something or other and move to Chicago? Uh,
0: so he buys two horses. Kalakua uh, Calico- for 2500 and Bobby Dean for 100 So I, you can probably guess which one's bad. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Dean's smoking. (laughs) 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 So he made Kalakua look like Bobby Dean. And this is Peter Berry's very first ringer in the U.S. So the Purple Gang's in on it, and they're obviously very dangerous. Martin Marks was the leader of the gang, and he at one point killed 11 men in 14 days. So he's Jesus, not a guy you want to fuck with.
1: So... You steal a wallet, you go in the boob for three years. Eleven that's guys, it. 14 days, you're still out rigging.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you got to catch a them. It's
1: a good system.
0: So, Peter painted Kalakua at the new track outside of Chicago... Okay. At a new track, sorry, and uh, uh, Cal, Cal- uh, you know the new one. I love how you could paint. I love how you could paint at the track. It's just like. Well, I don't think it's uh, it's not open yet. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like oh, it's okay. just been built, okay. or else there's no races happening at that time. They're happening at the other track because in okay. San Francisco, there's two race tracks and they switch. Like you, they'll run this one for six months and then that one for six months.
1: Okay. All right. Gotcha.
0: So Calicoa is light bay colored and. Bobby Dean is dark brown with a little white star on his head. So Peter little gets white to
1: work. star?
0: Yeah. Two gamblers are lookouts, and the gamblers had fronted the money to buy the horses, and then they are going to bet a shitload on it. So after right. some time, both horses look the same, and then Bobby Dean is put on a truck and sent to a farm in Ohio, and Kalakua goes to Lincoln Fields for the race on Labor Day. Right. Now, the Purple Gang and the two gamblers, super excited. They rented a room at the Congress Hotel two days before the race.
1: So they're doing it classy. They're like yeah. treating themselves like, we'll make a weekend out of it. That's, <laughs> That's right.
0: You know what I mean? We'll get, yes. like, the
1: presidential suite. We're all some calzones. We'll sit up there. We'll make a weekend out of it. Yes. You know what I mean? We'll do it
0: right. We'll do it Right. I mean, they fill up a bathtub with champagne bottles. Come on, uh,
1: we got a bunch of <laughs> champagne. We're going to fucking make it. We're gonna make it it's going to be like a long weekend, okay?
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so they're just boozing and having a party for the 250000 they think they're going to make off they're of they're the
1: race. Ver- I, they're very sure they're going to make. I mean, if you're putting champagne in a bathtub, you are saying the trophy's coming home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Peter wakes up on Labor Day. And he realizes there's a really big fucking problem. It had rained for a few days, and it's still raining. Now, Kawakua hates (laughs) running in the mud. Hates it.
1: Also, paint.
0: Yeah, paint. Well, somehow the paint stays on. Anyway, Peter... Of course. Well, it, it takes a little while for it to go away. So Peter goes to the Congress Hotel. He goes into the room. Right, It's right about dawn, and the party is still going on. These guys are just. Hey,
1: fucking, Peter, we're having the best time, man. We was just talk about what we're going to do with some of that extra money we're going to make. You know what we was thinking? We should get a plane. I mean, among <laughs> other horses. Because you're so goddamn rich. You said you had to say something. I'm going to let you go in a second. I just want to tell you how much I love you, baby.
0: <laughs> uh, also, I assume there's a lot of cocaine. But anyway, Peter right. Peter says, call it off because Kalakua will lose in the mud, and one of them told Peter, quote, listen, Limey, we've put up a lot of dough and come 500 miles to bet on that horse. You'd better start him, or there'll be trouble.
1: Listen to us. You better change reality, you hear? (laughs) So. You Limey. He doesn't have any choice. Yes, of course. I'll go find a way to (laughs) make this horse better in the mud. Just (laughs) give me today. Perfect. Thank you.
0: So it's a huge huge race. There's 30,000 spectators. It's the largest wow. racetrack crowd since around 1900. It's a brand new track. Kay. Governors there, most of the rich Chicagoans are there. Tribune called it said it was like a grand opera opening. So Calicoa runs in the second race and the jockey had recently ridden Calicoa in Tijuana, but uh-huh. the dye job is so good that he doesn't recognize Calicoa.
1: So he's, he is skilled. He is. Yes. I mean, that's pretty impressive.
0: Kalakua starts well, but then slips in the mud. Uh, so badly, the jockey almost falls off, but he hangs on, and he recovers, and he somehow gets Kalakua to finish third. Okay. Now,
1: Slow if down. you don't know Champagne betting, in you, that can bet, uh,
0: yeah, you can bet for a horse to finish first, second, or third, or show. Show means they finish in any position in the first three. Uh, so... The gamblers almost recovered all the money they bet. They were just short. Okay. So it wasn't. It's not a
1: catastrophe. Yes,
0: they hadn't lost that much. So he spared whatever violence could have visited him. Right,
1: right, right.
0: But based oh, on.
1: Can you imagine watching that racist him? Oh, Christ. Oh, Bloody my, <laughs> Like his little Scottish heart. Like, oh, Christ. Oh, Christ. Oh, Christ. <laughs>
0: I would say this is when the gangsters started to own him. That's that would be my impression.
1: Okay, interesting. Uh,
0: so Peter headed to Havana next with his horses and raced for the season there. He may have wanted to get the fuck out of you know the U.S. after that, but sure. During that time, Kalakul was barred by stewards for being doped in a race. Uh, And then another race uh, race horse he bought that wasn't very good named Hot Dog kept winning. (laughs) 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 That's
1: just the worst name.
0: That's terrible. Uh,
1: (laughs) Hot Dog. Uh,
0: Havana season ends. He comes back to the U.S. and he starts traveling around the country running uh, the Ringer Con. He's using aliases everywhere. The sports editor for Mm -hmm. the New York Daily News at one point... Lent Peter eighty dollars, and a little while after, he ran into Peter at a boxing match and asked Peter how he was doing. Peter quote, "I'm doing a little better now." And then he opened his coat to show off fifteen thousand dollar bills that were pinned to the lining.
1: What is going <laughs> on? What? that? What how is that? What is he in the midst of? No, that's, it's not. Yeah, that's I not. How you... I, I, where do you put your money? I put mine in the bank of coats. <laughs> He has fi- Did you say he had $15,000 bills? $15,000. Oh, fuck, I forgot my coat. Oh, so, fuck. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Oh, Christ, I you think you're giving me the wrong jacket, miss. Oh, no. Oh, Christ. This one's got fives. Oh, shit. $15,000. I mean, the point of having $1,000 bills. Uh, can you break a $1,000? <laughs> no. Oh. Well, uh, I don't think I can have an ale here, then.
0: That's probably why they stopped making them. Uh, So (laughs) the editor who wrote that story also noted that Peter was controlled by gangsters. Quote, for the last three years, he has been the tool of gangsters of New York, Cleveland, Pittsburgh and Chicago. So in late 1931, he was hanging around Nate Raymond at Duffy's restaurant in New York. Raymond may have been the gangster who helped Peter buy the horse. Acknaton. So for around five thousand. Okay. So, at the same time, he bought Acknaton. He bought two shit horses, Shem and Epp.
1: I mean, dude, their name together is Shemp, which is the yes. shitty stooge.
0: No, they, I mean that it's yeah, Shem. I think the stooges were. Yeah, around. we didn't even
1: bother to name them. This I one's think- Shem. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is uh, nothing
0: and turd. The two new horses we've got. What's the shittiest horse name you can think of?
1: Uh, Crap. This is crap. (laughs) This is crap. My pony crap. (laughs) Come on, crap. Oh, Christ, he's lost again. Yeah. Crap sniffing all the bloody roses.
0: Yeah, so it was clearly named after the Three Stooges because... um, Oh, it was? Well, actually, was Shemp in it yet? Uh, Shemp was late. Shemp Howard came in... Yeah, 1923. Oh wait. Okay. Yeah. Nope. So this was probably na- I would imagine this was named after yeah. That's interesting. That's a weird thing to name a horse. Yeah, regardless. it's not like
1: you're. It's a, a low bar. Uh,
0: so Shem had never raced ever. Okay. He was just, he was just bad. No one. Everyone's like he's not going to do anything. So Peter uses the alias Peter Wesley and hires a trainer. So he he creates a new alias to hire a trainer. Okay. He tells the trainer, the owner of the horse is a guy named William Marino. And then the trainer meets Marino. Marino knows absolutely fucking nothing about horses. And at the same time, he uses Duffy's restaurant address as his own address on forms.
1: Are there any red flags about this? So <laughs> That you'd like to highlight?
0: Uh <laughs> I, and, and, and so people who are working with him now don't know what's happening. At one point, they have a driver transporting the horse, and Peter was in the trailer painting Shem at the time. So they yeah, arrive, okay. and it's a different colored horse, and the driver's like, what?
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, Never mind.
0: <laughs> uh, Peter, quote, yes. Considering horse faking is an art, then changing of Actaton to Shem was a masterpiece. I worked on him in the van. I had to change his entire color, and put two white legs on him all in this moving van.
1: White legs on him.
0: Yeah. So that's bleach. Yeah, it's crazy. So Ugh. now even the trainer thought Shem was Shem when Shem was actually Actaton. So the trainer is now completely fooled. Wow. So he wins the race. Shem as Actaton as Shem wins the race on October 3rd, 1931 in Maryland. The jockey was so surprised by his speed, he said, quote, Good God, I thought it was an on, on an airplane. What a horse.
1: All right, shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, keep your bloody voice down then. It's nothing crazy. Just had a good race. That's all it was.
0: <laughs> but Shem was a gelding, so that means castrated. And Actaton oh, okay. was a colt, oh, which means balls. So- what are we? So, Peter so I've done. I've got. I, I. was able to shadow
1: the testicles to make it look like the inside <laughs> of the horse's thigh. Uh,
0: uh, may we ask why there are little pieces of chicken? Uh, yes. Down here.
1: Yes. Yes. Of course you may. Um, the chicken is there as a reward, potentially at the end of the race for the horse it's a way to motivate the uh, equine into racing quicker knowing at the end of the race it'll have some genitalized chicken
0: <laughs> okay so, <laughs> that makes yeah. sense
1: yes of course it does absolutely you can see everything is on the up and up back here
0: so to, to make up to fix the testicle no testicle situation peter put ice on acnotin's nuts to retract them
1: All right, there we go. All right, we're almost ready. The horse is painted, bleached. I've just got to retract its nuts, then we'll be ready to get out there. All right, I'm just going to ice the horse's nuts for a minute. Just trying to make the testicles go up in the body. Yeah, reverse adolescence is the goal.
0: Now, The Morning Telegraph's writer, John Fitzgerald, thought the win was suspicious, mostly because Nate Raymond... (laughs) was screaming about winning and showing everyone his tickets at the racetrack. Boy,
1: it just seems, again, like, really, to get away with stuff, just don't brag about it. Just shut up. Just shut up about it, and you'll probably be okay back then.
0: So Fitzgerald started looking into Shem, and people all over the country, it turns out, had bet huge on Shem. Three days after the race, the Morning Telegraph printed a front-page story titled... Killing made on Ringer with the sub headline Shem, not Shem. Quote, Sh- <laughs> it's the best. Shem, not Shem. Yeah,
1: Shem, not Shem. <laughs> what the fuck is this paper? <laughs> the- shem, not Shem.
0: Quote, there is a strong suspicion that the most important ringing of many years was consummated in this event. So, racing officials, it turns out, had come to inspect Shem, and when they did, Shem was gone. He uh, he had been loaded into a horse uh, box at 2 a.m. and taken to New York and put in staples owned by a traveling circus.
1: Yeah, so it seems like, seems like it's a false accusation based on the behavior.
0: <laughs> so... Now the powers to be... The- We'd like to see Shem.
1: Oh, Shem moved to the circus in New York at 2 a.m. last night. What are the odds? Jeez. <laughs> Shem's a horkus, or circus horse now. Horcus. It's a horkus. We call it a horkus. And what we've done is we've turned Shem into a Horcus. which is uh, sounds like a wizard spell, but it's actually when you take your horse and retire it to the circus, it's called a Horcus.
0: <laughs> so... The, the people who want to clean up, I assume it's owners and other people, uh, they hire the Pinkertons. Now, okay. Pinkertons were often used <laughs> at racetracks, but now they've been hired to take Peter down.
1: Finally, some heroes.
0: Yeah. Peter arranged for Acton and Epp to be moved to Indiana, and then the head waiter at Duffy's had Shem shipped to Nate Raymond's property in New Jersey. <laughs> <The> I guess... <laughs> What? Hey, uh-huh. we're committing a crime. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to let everyone know there's some
1: crime happening here real soon. It's about to go down.
0: Crime horse coming through. Excuse us, <laughs> crime horse. <laughs> hey, well, this is our horse crime. <laughs> and then after that, Shem was moved to a converted garage in Highlands, New Jersey.
1: <laughs> it's, right, just right. Just like up, it's just
0: just like st- nature. Just like nature. It's just dumb mob stuff. It's like this yeah. is really something you'd see on The Sopranos. Like, a- yeah, this is
1: like pony fellas.
0: <laughs> so the guy who arranged that move was a bootlegger who had also sometimes managed training camps for bro- pro boxing matches. So everyone of involved, is just- yes,
1: it seems. If you've ever touched the side of athleticism, you can have a horse in your garage. <laughs>
0: So rumors started to spread that the ringer Shem was actually actually Aknaton and racing ofic- officials to try to track down Aknaton, and they couldn't. Uh, the New York <laughs> Daily News tried to question Shem's owner, William Marino, and reported, quote, he could only speak three words of English. I don't know.
1: Oh, interesting. <laughs> so. Uh,
0: <laughs> soon after that story came out, Marino changed his last name to Martin and shaved off his mustache. <laughs>
1: All righty, so there we go. And learned English probably pretty quickly.
0: <laughs> the Pinkertons then located Shem at the converted garage. Wow. and I mean, they are the horse PD. Oh, it's crazy that they did that. And then yeah. another Pinkerton found two suspicious horses covered in blankets at the Indiana farm, but they couldn't figure out who they were. Like, I guess they couldn't get the blankets off and figure out, so they're... The, the Wait, these
1: blankets are. No, you can't get them off. <laughs> <laughs> they are really on there.
0: Oh, these are weighted blankets. Oh, these horses oh, are so great. not stressed oh, out. That really
1: alleviates stress. They probably go to deep REM.
0: So the the Pickerton now is now just watching the farm. He's keeping an eye on it. And uh, after a couple weeks, Peter bribes a local cop to help him get Actaton off the Indiana farm. Okay. <laughs> and Actaton is this, now... This This episode answers
1: the question, what if horses were drugs?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now Actaton is now being called Sir John and mm-hmm. is taken to a different stable. Okay. So the Maryland Racing Commission finally, after all this time, I think it's like a month, they conclude Actaton did race as Shem. Okay. And seven men as well as... Acton, Shem and Amp are all banned for Maryland racetracks. So the three horses and seven guys who they th- are, think are involved.
1: I like how you ban the horses. You're like yeah. you two.
0: No, you guys yeah. aren't allowed in here either.
1: Did a lot of S- messed up stuff with your the knowledge It is, that it
0: is what hilarious. Doing. Like the one of the wh- it's just the crazy idea. Why would you ban the horses? The horses are yeah. not the, it's not the, horse, like the horses The horses are, like,
1: are not gonna come back without these assholes who you've banned.
0: I made thirty grand. Nay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, honestly, yeah. And your name? Not John Horse. <laughs> I'm a cat! Okay.
0: So, the, uh, the officials cannot figure out who Peter is. They don't know, of the okay. seven guys, who's the guy in charge and which one's Peter. They okay. did ban Peter Christie. Right. A week later... Peter painted Aknaton and raced him as Hickey in Maryland.
1: So he, so what's happening essentially, I mean, it's like three card pony, but so they are, <laughs> they are trying to, while they're trying to determine just exactly what the hell is going on and who Peter is, Peter is still using these contraband horses and still manipulating appearances and yeah. doing what Take he does. It.
0: Faking names and yeah, doing his thing. Right. Okay. Even, <laughs> even in the state that's just banned him, he's he could go to another state, but he just doesn't.
1: Right. He's so he's just like, I mean, it's he's lazy.
0: He's yeah. brash. So, in that oh, race, I can't be.
1: I can't be fucked to go all the way to fucking Virginia. <laughs> I'll just do it again here. Screw it. It's like what?
0: So the gangsters in that race won two hundred thousand betting. Uh, okay. Wow. So the stewards are super suspicious. So they asked Hickey's previous owner to come down and ID Hickey. They're like, we want to make sure this is Hickey. <laughs> so the Sir, guy... we're
1: here about Hickey. We're wondering if you could come down to the horse track and identify if Hickey's really Hickey or not.
0: Well, the only way I could do that is by the Hickeys on the underside that I put there. Well. <laughs>
1: Sir, it's uh it's a it's really a, it's a pick your poison situation we're in here and while what you're doing is certainly not okay, we we will take it. So you may come down and try to identify a Hickey as long as you stop licking your lips so much that
0: now I'm gonna uh, need to get in there and uh, Well really now that's sir
1: sir you said all you need to do is see the Hickeys. Really give that a,
0: a, well I go by taste also. I'm really gonna give Hickey a suck. Put all right, some all well, put some all look, on there.
1: No, that's not no That's a simple deal breaker for us. We are looking to have you you can we will allow you to look at the underside where you've mm. said you've what did mm. you just
0: do? Why did you moan? Well, I was just thinking about the taste of my horse
1: okay um we need your help, but mm. we are not we are really thinking about not using it because.
0: The Man, just sometimes, very... sometimes I thought like, how, how don't can I get, talk for a? How can I get that taste into a pie?
1: Okay, that's just not acceptable to say to people who don't know you,
0: hickey or pie. people who do.
1: No, don't. <laughs> no, we'll let you put two hickeys on hickey, but please help us identify the reality. So,
0: of... uh, I'm on counter off of seven.
1: <laughs> no, sir, absolutely not. That is just. That's not, no, that's just, Teen. no. No, what's your problem, sir? Seven was egregious. That's ludicrous. That is not, we said two. Uh,
0: yes, we'll drive. Okay. Fucking you. I'm going to need a hotel room with me and the horse. Why?
1: Why? You live two, this is three minutes away. What are you going to, why? Now, you, you understand we can't get Hickey into a hotel.
0: With a jet tub.
1: You want a hotel with a jet tub and be allowed to give your horse Hickey 17 Hickeys? That's right. I just realized we have the wrong address. Oh. (laughs) Christ. Oh, my. Oh, yeah, my indeed.
0: So uh, the ex-owner comes, and he IDs Hickey right away because they had switched the horses.
1: Okay, wow. So, I mean, what a shit. This is like David Copperfield level of (laughs) animal switching.
0: So Peter goes to New York to collect his share of the 200K, but the gangsters tell him it had already been lost in a dice game. Quote,
1: Hey, it's gone.
0: We've all had a tough break. Never (laughs) mind, Limey. You'll get your money some other time. Wow. so that's I, crazy. Peter never has very much money, and this is probably one of the reasons. Uh,
1: and he's just he's owned by the he's owned by them, like yeah, you said. So uh, yeah. there's really little he can do. Wow, it's terrible.
0: So Peter starts racing a new horse, Gilmont, that was so slow the previous trainer had said, "quote I can throw my hat faster than that <laughs> horse can run."
1: <laughs> okay, and is he buying? <laughs> <laughs> it's not good obviously not. well could you get a jockey on your hat is the next question I suppose. <laughs> you think it would go faster if you had a jockey on it um and there's the intention to have this like normally he's buying a couple of horses is he buying this horse because he's like it's a good horse or he's like this one's garbage no this is good okay this
0: good. this is the loser so okay you know, so he loses a couple races, and then suddenly Gailmont is winning. He wins two races at Agua Caliente in Mexico.
1: It's, it's got to be so funny for someone to approach you, and all the bad things about your horse are, like, making the deal a little sweeter to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you're there, like, and how, is she fast? No, she can't move fast at all, actually. Good, good, mm-hmm. good. What about, uh, she get injured a lot? Yeah, she got a real bad injury. She's got a bad back leg, too. Good, good, good. <laughs> She's smart, stupid as it comes. Horse doesn't know nothing. Won't even finish the rice. Gets distracted. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> yep, we'll take her. Top dollar, too. <laughs> Just got to let this man suck the belly for a little while.
0: <laughs> Hello, I'm Hickey.
1: <laughs> we don't know much about him. We keep him in a birdcage.
0: So, at Agra Calante, they were suspicious, but he had documentation of who the owner was and all that stuff. Sure. The, the Pinkertons had completely lost the trail uh, at this point. He kind of okay. dropped off their radar. They had totally fucked up until Gail Mar, Gailmont started racing in back in the U.S. Okay, All of a sudden, this race in Florida has tons of betting on Gailmont. So the stewards took Gailmont into custody after the race. You're under arrest. <laughs> Gailmont had testicles. His teeth were an older horse's teeth. He wasn't supposed to have testicles. Okay. Uh, He looked and seemed exactly like a horse named Shem that had won in Uh. Maryland.
1: (laughs) It's impossible, No, I merely wanted to see Gilmont with testicles and went to a doctor and had them attached. It's as simple as that.
0: (laughs) Overnight, his legs started to change color, becoming Mm -hmm. white. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then yep. two men who were familiar with, who had trained or whatever, own uh, Ackneton came and they confirmed that gell was actually Ackneton.
1: Okay. So.
0: so the Miami, uh, or just Florida, uh, bans five horses and three people. One of the people <laughs> they, they banned was Willis Kane, who was actually Peter. Sure. But at the time, Peter was staying in a Miami hotel under the name Patrick Williams.
1: Sure. Okay. So they banned <laughs> Willis Kane, who is Peter, who's already come up with another alias and is still in your city. That's right. <laughs> good work. Really good.
0: Now the Pinkertons somehow learned about the alias and they found out that uh Peter's car was at a mechanics being fixed, and so they staked out the mechanics place. And after a couple of days, Peter came to pick up the car and he was arrested by the Pinkertons. Uh, okay. Peter just straight-up admitted that he had when, they, when he
1: got his car fixed, was the mechanic like, this Ferrari's actually a Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> the hell?
0: Peter just straight-up admitted right away that he painted actors, and he's like, yeah, I painted, I painted the horse. Yeah, so Did, I, you painted the horse, what's next? Eh? Uh, the New York Press, quote, Barry is engaging in a little cuss. You cannot help but admire his brazen frankness. He's the best con man I ever met.
1: Great. Give so, him a compliment.
0: Painting horses turns out not illegal in Florida.
1: Of course, Florida loves to have the straggler.
0: The <laughs> DA uh, in court, quote, You can't charge a man with painting a horse. It's an unusual branch of artistry, but it doesn't appear to be criminal.
1: Florida, just really consistent.
0: So I don't, it's, uh, I would say, it all, it, I don't even know if it's illegal in any states. Um, okay. So. It's actually mandated in Florida. <laughs> so, so they start talking about what they could charge him with in court, and someone mentions animal cruelty, but then Peter says, well, he fed them carrots when he was painting them.
1: And that works? People are like,
0: well, oh, he gave him carrots while well, he bleached them. Oh, okay. The judge asked Peter what uh, he would give him if Peter was dyeing his hair, and Peter said, quote, a large scotch and a soda, Your Honor. And Peter was released.
1: I'm sorry, Dave. What were they on a sitcom court? <laughs> were they in sit court? Was there a laugh track? And uh, Peter, what would you give me if you were dying my hair? Well, scotch and soda on I can't <laughs> stay mad at this guy. Get out of here, Mister.
0: Go paint your ponies. <laughs> um, it it could also been that. Some of these people didn't think, think a real crime was being committed because you're, you're only ripping off bookies. Right. Right. So it's like they're all, like, I think that there's a shady area here that yeah. they didn't seem to care that much, the sure. law. Sure.
1: Okay. Right. I, that kind of makes sense a little bit.
0: Um, so right after he was released, uh, gets out of court, immigration officials start deportation. Uh, Proceedings. Now it's going to take 60 days before the case is heard. So Peter reacts to uh, his impending deportation the only way he knows how by going on a ringing spree. Right. So he goes, I mean, if before he was going at three, he's now going at fucking 10. Okay. And the Pinkertons are back on his trail. I'm not even going to go into it because. With all of the names, and <laughs> it's so confusing over such a short it's period be of time. Crazy, but just imagine a guy who is using—he's using different names. The trainers are all different names. The the owners are different names. The horses are all different. The horses names. are like, being—they're they're being painted. I mean, I read it four times. I was just like, "This is fucking crazy." Like it's just track okay. after track after track after track.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: State after state, name after name, horse after horse. So the ringing. How, like
1: roughly. What? How many horses are we dealing with?
0: Oh my god, there's got to be like this there's, there's got to be like 15 or uh, horses oh, okay, or so. Wow, I mean it's wow. it's a lot. And Okay. And you know, you're talking about all the states and the racetracks and the na- the names is really right. the thing that you're just like I can't do this.
1: Right, right, <laughs> right. It sounds like you're calling a horse race.
0: <laughs> uh, uh the 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 Ringing Spree even confused the investigators. Okay. People involved popped up and then they disappeared. At one point, Canada suspended H. Williams, Peter Christie, E.P. Bell, and George Kestering. Three of those were Peter.
1: I, I love the idea that they're rebid. Like, he's just making up new names.
0: Yeah. That's like all like, it is. That's it?
1: Well, what's he going to do now? He's like, my name's Ezekiel Glove. They're like, good <laughs> shit. That was easy, huh? <laughs> Damn it.
0: Despite all this, Peter is somehow always broke. Part of this right. probably because, like we said, the gangsters aren't giving him a share. But he's also known to not bet much himself on the races. Like he would never bet a lot. Interesting. So he's not. Winning oh, I I, I, I loathe gambling. <laughs> give me, give me a two dollar trifecta.
1: I don't. Oh gosh, I'm just very conservative when it comes to betting. I've spent two hundred fifty thousand dollars on this race, but I suppose I'll just put five on him. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, So he needs money So Peter now did the same thing he had done in England And he sold his story to the press Okay The New York Daily News quote Herewith begins the most amazing race track serial ever printed The story of Patty Berry, Ringer of Horses And Master Horse Faker
1: <laughs> so, they, won't even do, they don't even have his real name right in the article
0: I know, right? <laughs> So Peter leaves the U.S. three days before the story breaks, and he goes to England. Wow. The Pinkertons are now assured that he's gone. They, right. they know he got on a ship and left.
1: Oh, but wait a, a minute.
0: But a month later, he goes back into Canada and then sneaks back into the United States.
1: <laughs> okay. Pretty easy.
0: And soon, Good, good work, everybody. Soon, Acton is racing again under other Why, horses. He
1: even go back to his old horses. He's <laughs> yeah. not even bothering. He's like, "I oh, go, I can't quit you, Acton. <laughs> you're my baby."
0: Uh, papers are reporting on these clear ringer races. On December 30th, 1933, the New York Press ran a contest called "Can you tell us where Acton is? If you could, you would win a year, year subscription." <laughs>
1: So, wait, so they're, they're, I mean, mean, that's how desperate, right.
0: Everybody knows it's gone. so much of the paper's like, can you find him? It's like, where's Wally, you know? Yeah,
1: right, right, right.
0: (laughs) And then at one track, Stewart sees Acton. The owner, Mr. Smithson, who was actually Peter, vanished. So they, after a race, they knew it was Acton instead of the other horse. They seized him. He just fucking bails. Right. A month later, two men stole Aknotin. So he's clearly in some sort of stable that the jockey club has. I mean,
1: the idea, this is an irreplaceable horse to them.
0: Yeah. So two men steal it and give it back to Peter. So clearly two gangsters are like, we got to make money. There you go. Repaint it. (laughs) Paint her again, Peter. Peter. Uh, now going by Mr. Garavan, heads for South Carolina.
1: Uh, hello, I'm Mr. Garavan. <laughs> like caravan, but a gara. <laughs> I mean, literally, someone was like, what's your name? And a caravan drove by, and he was like, Garavan.
0: Um, so at this point, he's just always on the move. He's never right. slowing down. He's just constantly on the move. So in August 1934, he has a falling out with a gambler that he went in on a horse with. So Peter has a woman, possibly his wife. He got married again to some, like, crazy, hot Irish woman. She's supposed to be, like, insanely gorgeous. And um, it sounds like she and two other people go to the stable and say, where the gambler has taken the horse, and they say, that's my horse. I'm taking it. And the stable hand's like, I don't know what to do. So he lets her take the horse. But he follows them. And then they go to another stable, and there they the stable hand sees Peter and recognizes him and then tips off the Pinkertons.
1: Wow. Being followed. This is before people knew they were followed, apparently.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the Pinkertons arrive with the cops, and Peter is arrested. And he's taken to Sarasota Sarasota County Jail, but he doesn't seem concerned at all. He's just, like, totally casual. Okay. An American journalist, quote, he was boastful and very proud of his feats even though he was broke. So he's charged with uh, with taking the horse, but the stable hand then doesn't show up to be a witness. Mm. And That's big. Then Peter just says, look, I actually own the horse, and I'm not one of the three people who took the horse, and the jury finds him not guilty.
1: And also, Your Honor... If- Again, if you were to dye your hair, I would give you a scotch and soda. Get out
0: of here, you <laughs>
1: scamp. I can't stay mad at this guy.
0: So, immediately after the trial, Peter is once again arrested by immigration authorities. Okay, in October, he was ordered deported for entering the U.S. illegally, and a Pinkerton agent follows him to make sure that he gets on the ship and the ship. Pulls away without him getting off.
1: Sure, but that wasn't the problem before. I mean, he, <laughs> I know. He did, you know what I mean? He did it. He's yeah. like, okay, yeah, that's right. Now there's no way he'll come back because he did it this time. He did it last time.
0: <laughs> so he's back in London. He's 46. He's broke. He can't own horses in England. Mm-hmm. So once again, he sells his story this time to the people, which is a. Okay. Not the actual people. It's the name of a.
1: We will take it! <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a 20-piece series, and it's published starting on January 20th, 1935. It's 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 like half truth, half lies. Like, he's just making up shit, but then there's right. some true stuff in there. And when it was over, when the run was over, he made a deal to write six more articles c- uh, called What Punters Don't Know. So giving up the secrets <laughs> of the, okay. the right. trade. Now, this let him to open up uh, a tipster business, right? So now he's giving racing tips.
1: You know, the best thing to do is paint it. (laughs) This is not what I... I thought it would be very different than this. Why am I paying for this?
0: So while he was... While those What Punters Don't Know stories are being published, a horse with really long odds won a race, and an investigation Mm. was begun. (laughs) And the doctor owned the horse... Turned out to not be a doctor.
1: Interesting. This is and, it,
0: and the doctor it. also turned out to have the same address as Peter Barry. Uh,
1: okay, doctor. So,
0: but what it turned out was because he couldn't own horses, Peter was now using people to front his owners.
1: Okay, right. So the natural progression now is that he is essentially painting owners. Yeah. Right.
0: So the jockey club starts to refuse horses that were owned or trained by associates of Peter or just suspected associates.
1: sure. I mean, the scrutiny over horses (laughs) now. And so does he feel like he's got wet paint on him? A little bit in the back. No. Pass, 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 pass.
0: So he's constantly switching horses from owner to owner. Most of the owners have no idea what's going on. Okay. So one investigator wrote, Peter knew a waitress at a cafe that lived near him and, quote, with his usual cunning, one day asked her how she would like to own a racehorse, and she thought that was a great idea. Sure. So, when, so the, the person would buy a horse, and then when the horse won, the new owner thought, They would sell it right after the race. Right. Right. So make a huge instant profit. And sometimes the horses are auctioned off directly after the race. Okay. So that's how they, not only are they going to win the race or just the horse looks good, but then on top of that, they make money because the horse's value goes up.
1: Right. Okay.
0: But what would actually happen is the horse would win and then the horse would disappear.
1: Right. Okay. So (laughs) everybody wins, mostly.
0: Now, Peter had his uh, tipping service near Trafalgar Square. Sometimes his tips were fucking awesome. And it got to the point where any time Peter tipped a horse, the jockey club became suspicious. So he was now right. giving out tips, basically saying he was fixing a race.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but 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 it's uh, but he's not always, right? I mean, some of this is just...
0: I, I don't think always, but it also sounds like... For the
1: most part, his tip line... For the most part... <laughs> He's just telling you his crimes. Yes. Right. Okay. So his tip line is a confession line, essentially.
0: So anytime he tips a horse, the jockey club looks into that horse because he's just...
1: Right. <laughs> so they're like, okay.
0: But his scam is a lot more complicated now because before he was just swapping out horses and using fake names, but now he's swapping out owners and using right. real owners.
1: I mean, it's just... Imagine trying to understand what's happening. Oh, you, God. Like get charged, you're like...
0: Ah. So it it caused him to have more financial troubles because more stuff can go wrong, and it does. And in 1938, he had already been in prison twice for two months for debt. Okay. So when World War II breaks out, racing is suspended for several months. So now things just just go completely downhill. He has no backers. He can barely afford to buy a horse at this point. He certainly can't afford to buy good ones and he couldn't even make the, the ones he could buy win on cocaine. The jockey the jockey club starts cracking down on trainers who are involved in doping. They're even they're even banning ones who are not guilty like they're just cracking down on trainers. Just paranoid, right. On January 7th, 1951, the front page headline of the People was Ringer Berry in Racing Sensation. I've been doping. Peter admits that he has doped over 100 horses using his own personal concoction that he called the berry tonic. He Uh. said he said it did not contain dope. He had come up with this other mixture that made horses run fast and he was still using it on horses uh, for 200 guineas a pop. This Here isn't a go. this isn't a confession. This is a sales pitch. This is because, a marketing. Yeah, yeah. Peter <laughs> is now selling Barry tonic, new
1: cocaine. <laughs> yeah. So he's so, uh, I mean, he's he's basically he's doing integrated marketing.
0: Yes, a hundred percent. And twenty five shillings a bottle. People are buying it. Um, the <laughs> bottle read, "Quote: Shake bottle well three and a half hours before race, and you will have a winner." <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, available to anyone.
0: Now, the people must have realized that they had gotten scammed uh, by printing that story because they, a month later, start going after Peter Hard.
1: Okay, but that's still a month, a full month of being able to sell.
0: His tipping business, they revealed, is a total scam. He He had started offering $1 memberships, but after paying the membership, no one would hear from him. He wouldn't give any tips, so he was just taking money right. from people. Sure.
1: Well, he didn't tell you what you were a member of.
0: <laughs> uh, the people then analyzed his tonic and called it dangerous dope. It was full of potassium bromide, caffeine, and booze. Uh, the
1: idea of giving a horse uh, again—I mean, it's just like what? It, <laughs> what world do you think like giving a horse some gin is like? This is helpful. <laughs> <laughs> this will not hinder. This will hurt. This will help.
0: Oh, so the people called Peter a menace to the turf. And then the Lord complained that one of his horses had been doped, and racehorses jacked up their security. They started giving out passports to anyone who was authorized to enter the stable. So now you need a physical sort of ID. Right. Still, routine testing did not start for 10 years. The thing that could have fixed all this, nah
1: feels a little bit like uh, COVID with us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Peter Barry at this point, just kind of dropped off the map. Uh, his final attempt at publishing his confessions had backfired. In 1962, he was living in London at Australia House and told an official he never had applied for his World War I medals, and now he wanted to. And his request was sent to Australia on March sixteenth, 1962. He received his 1914-1915 star, his British War Medal, and his Victory and Medal, and
1: his and his uh, award for worst diarrhea.
0: The worst diarrhea, or best diarrhea, depending on
1: best how diarrhea. Did. Yeah, right. It's probably best.
0: Peter lived in poverty another 11 years until he was 85. He was in government housing for single men, and he died on, on July 6, 1973. Wow. Uh, the sources <laughs> for this uh, ringers and rascals: A Taste of Skull Duggery by David Ashforth, and then also another article on um, historically, which is a, a cool read uh, by Josh Nathan Casis called "History's Greatest Racing Cheat and His Incredible Painting Trick." Um, so. Look, uh we're going to talk about this in a sec, but first I want to say uh we're also brought to you in part by Pretty Litter. Like everything in our lives is getting smarter. Um, you know, we I've got I've got a smart toothbrush at this point. Uh you know, cars, everything. Everything's getting smarter. Refrigerators, TV. Yeah. So if you're a cat owner like Gareth, um, we have some news. We have discovered the world's smartest cat litter, Pretty Litter. Um how has it advanced, Gareth? Uh,
1: in many ways, David. Uh, the first is that it gets shipped directly to your home, which is super mm-hmm. convenient. It doesn't weigh a lot, so it's not like lugging it. But the, best, the two best parts is that you only change uh, pretty litter once a month, mm-hmm. so you are able to change the litter once instead of often. Um, and when you clean it, it has crystals in it that actually change color to give you a barometer on certain indicators for your cat's health. So if there's something troubling in your cat's urine, which is the a a obvious way to detect uh, any, you know, any problems, the litter basically tells you that maybe before you'd notice. So yeah. it is thinking of the health of your cat in a number of ways.
0: Beautiful. So look, your cat deserves the best. Your cat deserves the world's smartest kitty litter. Do what Gareth did to make the switch to Pretty Litter today by visiting prettylitter.com and use promo code dollar for 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com, promo code dollar for 20% off. PrettyLitter.com, promo code dollop. Yes. So that was your first horse racing. Oh, uh, second it's, horse racing dollop. What was the first one? The fine cotton scandal in Australia. Oh, right, right. Which was also horse painting, not as well it, done. It is
1: crazy when there is one person who can create that much chaos inside of something. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It really like is. It, one one person, even if it's not to their own great success, it's still the level of fly and the ointment that that guy was is is wild.
0: It's also fascinating. Like, I, I just can't imagine living like that. Like, yeah, the yeah. It's a I, weird. I guess existence. I guess it's a thrill. Like, it must be a thrill that you're conning I, people and you're getting away with something because. I it bet just it seems becomes, like it would suck.
1: I bet it becomes work, and I bet it becomes shitty. I mean, think about at the end if you're, you know, like, if you're doing – I mean, the idea, first of all, that people are looking for you constantly is yeah. quite a stress. But then on top of it, the fact that you have a finite amount of time you feel to make your money and, you know, I don't know. It just – it always sounds so stressful, just so stressful to have to live – that way, you know? But no, but also no it's like if you if you do it for so long, what else are you going to do? You know, that's you can't right. teach an old dog new tricks, you can't paint an old horse new colors.
0: Yeah, once you're in it for that long. I mean, if you're a 45-year-old stand-up and you don't want to do it anymore, I mean, yeah. Good luck. Good luck.
1: Well, that's that's what's that's part of the thing that I think when you talk about well, whatever. Like when you talk about like a green economy, that is like the big people are like, yeah, how are you? I mean, you get it. I mean, it, the idea is like, yeah, it's not ideal obviously to be like, hey, yeah, yeah you got to do something totally different. It's like all I do is paint horses. <laughs> yeah, well, they uh, you paint walls. It's different. <laughs> the ammonia, you know. So the It also I mean, it
0: also because, you know, they get criminal records, it also that keeps them in the game because then, then it's doubly worse. Like then, yeah, not only right. do not have skills, yeah. but then all of a sudden you have a record. So what are you going to do?
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean, that's that is the thing we deal with today. Also, it's like yeah. I mean, you know, you just don't know the specifics. You don't you don't know the reality, but it is it is sad. I mean, it makes you feel sad for the guy. He's a sympathetic figure because yeah, you know. I mean, he does. I don't know. It's it's not even that you gain great insight into who he was, but the way that he's operating. And the the reality of those circumstances, I mean, I don't know. It just, I, a lot of terrible things done to horses, but you still think this, this guy probably was, like, just someone who was just a liar, totally lost.
0: And I think he got, it sounds like he got super into doing it. Like Like, he got into yeah. the, like, art of it. Like, he was super into, like, look what I can do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if you're the best at something, I mean, shit, you know. It's like Walter I mean,
0: White. Ima- imagine that the the horse's old trainer did not know that was his horse. Like that's just fucking crazy. Uh, like the, that must be, like, be s-
1: Yeah. How oh, you fall down the wall behind there. You're like Christ, I've got a gift. <laughs> God, I'm so bloody good at this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it I don't know. And I mean again, you are being like Bad to animals, but it sounds like the entire sport well, is bad to animals. The entire sport is horse racing. Still, is is you know fucking I, fucked up.
0: Yeah, I mean that that's something that I actually didn't know uh, until recently how bad it is.
1: Oh, because uh, the horse
0: the horse track I live near Santa yes, Anita,
1: it's crazy. It's maybe on. the
0: worst race horse track in the in the world, if not definitely the country. But they've the, had like. They had, like, over they, 100 horses die in a year. Like, they
1: kill a lot of horses there, and then they bury them on site, and then they lie about it, and all that shit. It's, yeah. It is quite a scandal what's going on over there.
0: And, and it's just so crazy that even in this day and age where, like, I can understand in the past, but now it's just like, I mean, people are pretty aware of, like, what's good and bad for animals, and aside, you take out the eating part of it, but just like you aren't usually allowed to just torture and kill animals for the <laughs> the hell of it, which is essentially what racehorsing is. Like it's not it, it, like you could you could make an argument with factory farming that okay, meat provides protein. There's yep. nothing of value coming out of horse racing. There's nothing. If you're
1: if you're buying a ticket to watch an animal. I can't think of really any circumstance where the animal probably is having good treatment.
0: What about snakes?
1: What about snakes?
0: Like if I bought a, a ticket to see a snake.
1: What the f- fuck question is that? What do you okay, even ask so, me? If you so bought a ticket to
0: see a snake? Here's what, here's what happens. Let me, I'm going to walk you through this. No, on, we're I, having
1: a normal converse, on, cogent I conversation.
0: On, I get on an airplane. I go to India. I well, a, there might be snakes on the point. I go to a small village. Uh-huh. Dude's like, we have a snake here that's eaten four people. It's a giant uh-huh. python. And I go, sure. can I see it? And he goes, $5. And I pay okay. him $5. And then we walk out into the forest, and he shows me the snake.
1: Is it his are penis? You, it is feels your, like it's going to be his is penis. your
0: are you, I, I take it in my hand. No, and he, are you saying that's bad? You're saying that's that
1: bad. that is that is that is not bad, but also not what I'm talking about. So it's also insane and not what I'm talking about. It's a thing that doesn't exist. So no, that's not what I'm talking about. The thing that you, the thing that doesn't exist. You're right. It, it to me potentially pokes imaginary holes in my real argument. Yes. Well done, David. Well done. Well executed. Thank you. Seems like it's, how many how many times have you told that before? Because it seems so rehearsed.
0: It uh, it's a story I tell my kid all the time. <laughs>
1: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, it all comes (laughs) down, it all, it all comes down to, you know, people, fucking people need money and yeah. People do what they you know. If you live in a society that's based on paper, then you know people yeah. need money, and people are going to do what they can to get money.
0: And it's amazing that when people yeah. don't have money, the stuff they'll do to, to survive, yeah, and get money. I
1: mean, yeah, and this is very sophisticated, but yeah. yeah, I mean, this is this is what you do. And look, um,
0: I you know, I, uh, people don't want to. A lot of people don't want to work. They don't want to have a fucking shitty job in an office. So uh, yeah. okay, so you you did the horse thing instead. Okay, because. You know, what's the difference between being a, a horse a painter and throwing horse races and working for an insurance company and denying people health care? Like, I'll, I'll tell you
1: what is the difference. <laughs> Excitement.
0: This is exciting. <laughs> yeah,
1: so it is weird. Um, all right, yeah. well, that was crazy. Thanks for the Scottish layup. That's always fun.
0: It's always Yeah, it's always uh,
1: money. I think they call that money. Yeah. We should start uh, signing horses.
0: We sign with horses. With paint. With pay- we oh, do. good, okay. okay Yeah, we've been doing We that. bleach
1: ponies Yeah, we bleach uh, mules also We bleach mules and ponies Thank you
0: Muenies Good work at the end there, Dave
1: Thank you Hey there, people listening to The Dollop uh, This is Gareth Yes, this is the same guy I, Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help That I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the U.K. in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow September 13th, London September 15th, Uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.